Dave for breakfast. 50 years of Port Hedland. We're coming up to 50 years of uh, township of the South Hedland town site. Or are we? In our regular podcast now, Historic Hedland, we're going to catch up with uh, various people, including members of the local historical society, and find out a little bit more about South Hedland in particular as we head towards 50 years and Port Hedland in general. From the Port Hedland Historical Society today, let's welcome Julie Arif. Hello, Julie. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, David. Uh, 50 years. Uh, 71, 72 or 73? When are we, what are we going to celebrate? Well, I'm, I'm going right in the middle. Okay, I'm going. For <laughs> I 90, would have too. Yeah, 1972. So, um, you know, I can name people around Port Hedland that moved out here in 1971. Yep. So, um, all my. I mean, the research... Lawson subdivision was up and running in 72. Absolutely, there was, and there was a high school right yep. next door to the Lawson subdivision. Absolutely, yeah. So, so, uh, so the first residents moved into South Hedland in 1971. Yep. Um, the the streets were starting to be laid out, the curbs were being done, the power was put in in late 1970. But um, there were people living out here in 1971. The South Hedland Primary School opened in 72. The South Hedland High post School... office in 72? Um, or did that come in 73? No, that came a little bit later. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the high school, which yep. had been established well, they celebrated in 71. Well, they celebrated Yeah, but they didn't – I'm talking about the physical yeah, building. Yeah. Yep. So the school started in 71, so yep. they celebrated 50 years last year. Yep. But the building that they currently occupy now opened in 1972. Mm. And yet the town wasn't gazetted officially with the state government until 1973. April, I think, in 73. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So, yeah. um, so you know, depends on who you're talking to as to when the 50 years falls. Right. So take it as it may. We, we are the, already 50 years old and we are coming up to 50 years old or we're waiting for it for next year. Yeah, so the reason I chose 1972 um, is because we're now in 2022 and I have started putting together a bit of a book um, with the history of South Which Hedland. I have here. You South have got Hedland. the first 30 pages of yep. a 60-page 60, 60 book and um, it will be out in the next three weeks. All right, so just wind back a little bit. Port Hedland uh, celebrated 125 years a couple of years ago now. Last year. Um, so we, that was gazetted a town back in the 1800s. Um, then we've got uh, – so why did we need a town site – in, nine, in the early 1970s in South Hedland. Okay, so, um, you know, the iron ore kicked off in 1965. Yep, that's right. Uh, first lot of iron ore going out in 66, and um, we had our boom. Now, that iron ore came from close by mines, from Shea Gap Gold, and Goldsworthy. Not yeah, Shea Gap, just Goldsworthy. Goldsworthy. Just Goldsworthy, that's right. So, um, and that was from Finnegan Island. So it was Goldsworthy Mining, and they got the first... Um, the, the boom first happened and then along came Mount Newman Mining, the second iron ore company, and they started to expand the town. They created Cook Point okay. um, as a suburb just for their workers up there. Um, and that was going along quite nicely, but as the mining industry grew, the need for more residential accommodation or, or um, real estate became, became very obvious. And so they started looking around 
where are they going to expand to? Well, just to jump in there, I mean, for those people that are listening that are not uh, resident here in Headland and trying to picture this, we're on the northwest coast of Western Australia and where the port facilities are and Cook Point that uh, Julie's mentioned, they're actually on an island. Absolutely. So yep. it's, there's a finite amount of territory that you can put housing on yep. that is actually suitable for housing and not going to be flood uh, prone. Five kilometres long, half a kilometre wide, yep. and they used all that space up. And and now, you know, there are some companies now that are putting fill in and creating a bit more space, but ultimately there is no more space in port. And so they needed to find somewhere close by, as close as they possibly could, so as not to fragment the town, to expand. And so they looked around, they did all the environmental work, they did the flood work, they did everything like that. And they settled on this area here, which was um, occupying the corners of both Badari Station and Pippingara Station. So these were pastoral leases that were Absol- already owned by family interests and yep. that sort of stuff? Although Absolutely. Was, was Pippingara ceded to the Indigenous people not, not by then? Until after. Okay. Not until after. So yeah, two family held pastoral leases. Yep. So the wouldn't was, that have caused a, a bit of a, a paper nightmare to try and excise parts of it for a town? Um, I'm guessing it did. I don't remember it being a paper nightmare. It probably was for somewhere, uh, someone, um, Lance Rogers, who was the Shire clerk at yep. the time, um, and my father, who was the Shire president at the time. So, um, yes, there probably was a nightmare, but... It needed to be done, um, and I'm sure they were rewarded um, quite um, quite well, handsomely, yeah. exactly. And so South Headland, um, the area was um, recognised that this is where they're going to build the town. Um, and then they started to, to plan um, South Headland. Mm-hmm. So how much uh, of the existing uh, leaseholds, Badari and Pippingara, was taken up and is there still space or if South Headland is to expand and it can only expand outwards, will they have to then excise or go back to the pastoralists and say, mm, we need some more? Um, I, I think they 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 were very forward thinking way mm-hmm. back then. Um, yeah, very forward thinking because they planned to have a population of 250,000 people. Goodness gracious me. Living in South Headland. Goodness gracious me. I know. Me. I know. It's hard to believe. But so, um, you know, and I haven't actually seen the plans to see how much was excised, but it was obviously a fairly significant amount. We're talking with Julie Arif from the Port Headland Historical Society today as we march towards, potentially, 50-year celebrations of South Headland.